what's going on everybody welcome back to spoiler reels if you're new to the podcast welcome to spoiler reels i'm your host my name is angel and today i got ourselves a pretty good film that i just uh recently watched and i think it's one of those movies that it was a highly anticipated film um, a film that we should have saw last year but got pushed back uh it's been out for i want to say about two weeks uh, i would say about two weeks or so uh i haven't had the time to watch it when it first came out but i i did watch it now and i'm glad i did i'm glad i did i actually enjoyed this film um it's uh i, I guess you could say a highly anticipated film for a lot a lot of people um with that being said uh before we get started guys uh again spoilers spoilers everywhere so I'm giving you the warning now. So in case if you haven't seen this film, which I'm about to mention in a little bit, if you haven't seen this film, pause this episode, watch the film, and then come back and listen to my, my episode and see if you agree or disagree with my rating, my review, and um, and how I kind of based on view this film. Uh, if you saw it in a different kind of way, let me know in the comments below on, on Instagram again. Follow me on Instagram, spoiler reels, spoiler underscore reels. With that being said, and I gave you the the warning, let's get to it. get to our feature presentation here and today's movie that i am talking about is none other than the ghost ghostbusters afterlife directed by who else by but jason raitman raitman uh came out in november 19th so it's been out for a while already uh and i gotta say man i really enjoyed this film i actually uh, and as I mentioned, I, I went in with low expectations for this film simply because, look, I'm a kid from the 90s. I grew up watching the Ghostbusters films. And so, you know, Bill Mur- Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, all them, like, it's hard to top a film with heavy hitters like that. Nowadays, you, you know, you can't be, you can't really get too excited for remakes and sequels and especially movies that were done from you know more than 30 years already and this film surprised me now the reason why i went in with low expectations obviously as i mentioned you know you have the old school heavy hitters with bill murray and dan Aykroyd and 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 whatnot and then you have the 2016 debacle of ghostbusters now look before anybody starts saying anything, I did not hate it just because it was an all-female cast. I don't care that it was an all-female cast. What I didn't like was the way the movie was directed, the way it was played out. Um, I wasn't really uh, attached to the characters in the 2016. It just That 2016 film just did not gel well with me on the end. I... And from the reviews that I've read and from people that I've talked to about it, none of them seem to like it at all. 
And it's not, like I said, it has nothing to do with uh, all-female cast. Nothing like that. It's just the film, the story, everything about that, about that film just wasn't that great. And I just, I didn't like it. So when I found out that they were coming out with this film, I was kind of like, I don't know. You know, like, I, I'm a huge fan of Ghostbusters, dude. I, I'm telling you, I'm a huge fan of them. I love the old movies. Hell, I even had a lunchbox when I was a kid of Ghostbusters. So I'm a fan of it. So coming into low expectations with this film, you know, rightfully so, especially a lot of people. I'm sure a lot of people went in there with low expectations, just like myself. And wow, I was definitely surprised at how this film was actually well made and the story as well. Let me give you guys the overview real quick. Uh, when a single mother and her two children move to a new town, they soon discover they have a connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. Now, the cast of this film, which, uh, pretty good cast. I, I think it was a pretty good cast. Uh, let's go with, uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is, uh, who is, who does he play? He's the he is the summer school teacher, and we have McKenna Grace, who I think stole the movie, who I think stole the show. I think the fact that they were willing to base this film around this character was great. This character was great. She is this really smart twelve-year-old girl that is into science and everything like that. And she's a really smart girl. Like she's having conversations with Paul Rudd, who is, uh, who's also somewhat of a, uh, scientist in a way that he, 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 uh, follows up on. I can't remember the, the term of it, but seismograph, seismographic person, something like that. And, uh, Finn Wolfhard, your, your stranger things, character you know uh he plays trevor he's the uh brother and we also have logan kim and this kid was pretty funny i actually <laughs> was okay with this with this character his, his name is podcast uh in the film because he through the whole film he's recording this podcast which ironically enough i was like oh that's pretty cool that's interesting that he's Willing to take his podcast out there, you know, while while everything is happening, which I thought was pretty funny. Celeste O'Connor plays as uh, Phoebe's. Phoebe's. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, I think that. Yeah, Celeste O'Connor. She's the one that uh, the love interest for Finn uh, Wolfhard. And then, of course, we have. Where is she? Carrie Coon. Carrie Coon as. Uh, Kelly, the uh, the mother of the uh, the two kids, and we have Olivia Wilde, who I was really like. It actually worked out. I'll get to it in a little bit. Olivia Wilde is in, and I'll get to who she she plays uh, later on. And then J.K. Simmons, who I was like, oh, that's interesting that he's in there, uh, but uh, he, he plays a small role, and we'll get to it. So basically. The in the beginning of the movie, how this movie starts, I liked it. I liked how this movie started. It started right off the bat. It it, it gave you that that somewhat of an, a little 
chase scene. Uh, uh, the, but instead of the Ghostbuster chasing the ghost, it's the ghost chasing the Ghostbuster. And I really like it. And we find out, um, we find out later on in the end, uh, that Her- it's Harold Ramis is a character, a younger version. I, oh, not a younger version, but, uh, an old, uh, an, an old Harold Ramis character, but we don't see his face. We just see this shadow around his face, and he is being chased by these by this ghost. And we find out that he's living at a farm uh, by himself. And eventually, uh, the ghost kills Harold Ramis's character. Cut to uh, we we go to his granddaughter, the uh, the the mother of the two kids, uh, and we. Uh, we we see her uh, we see her and her kids with uh getting evicted from from home she is forced to get she's forced to getting kicked out of the house and she finds out that her dad Harold Ramis her dad passes away and she is left with the old house in the middle of nowhere she's left with that that house there and they move over there to that house and of course uh, Trevor and Phoebe move to this completely deserted place, and that's how they find out that they're moving out there. And they try to make friends right away. Uh, Trevor basically finds this uh, love interest that, like I mentioned, played by Celeste Celeste O'Connor, and in this diner joint kind of place. And Phoebe becomes friends with. Uh, podcast, and their teacher, <laughs> their summer school teacher, is Paul Rudd, and of course she finds out later on that he's a he looks into the seismologist and whatnot, and uh, and they both get along with each other because they're both into science basically, and we later find out that she they the the family finds out that their grandfather was a Ghostbuster. And Paul Rudd, because he's an older person, he kind of basically breaks it down to the kids about what Ghostbusters was that, you know, they were the Ghostbusters. They were, you know, from New York, you know, uh, they were the, the how he claimed it, the walking dead in the 80s, which ironically enough is true. But I mean, it's they're not zombies or ghosts, but, you know, it's all good. And uh, I actually found because a lot of people hate on Paul Rudd, and I don't know why. I think the dude's hilarious. I think it works perfect. I think he he works perfect in this film. He's very he's really a charismatic kind of guy, and it works well in this film. And but I I honestly think, I honestly think uh what's her name uh, McKenna Grace really steals this film. She's not like too over the top. Uh smart ass and whatnot to where you're like you're annoyed by this character instead it's the quite opposite she's she's smart she lets you know she's smart but she's also willing to you know get along with podcast and get along with uh the people surrounding her and like lowering her kind of expectations and willing to to you know get along with everybody to be friends with and whatnot which i really enjoyed i thought that was a great um character on her part right there and 
we basically uh, <laughs> they 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 get the uh, ghost trap. They uh, find out that there's there's a ghost trap under the under the house. Uh, Phoebe Pig gets it, and through the whole film, what I really enjoyed is that also is that Harold Ramis's ghost is basically in that house. He's dead, but his ghost is still there. She has this chessboard where she's playing chess with Harold Ramis. She doesn't know she's playing chess with her grandfather, at least not yet. And she sees that pieces, you know, she goes to school, comes back, and she finds that one of the pieces of the chess has moved. And she realizes that there's a ghost. Now, here's my thing about it. Now, here's, I think here's my, one of my negative parts of the film. I get Phoebe is the smart person, the smart little girl. But every time that Harold Ramis's ghost moves the chess piece or basically lures lures her into this basement where he has all his work and all his stuff about ghosts and whatnot and what his plans are and what, all that stuff. We never get that sense of her being afraid of it. Now, I get it. Uh, you know, well, obviously, as an audience, we get it. that It's more than likely her grandfather, so she's not going to get hurt or anything like that. And I get that. But as a 12-year-old, when shit's moving around, you got this paranormal activity shit going around you you think you'd be freaking out a little bit we don't get that with her she doesn't give you any of that like i'm scared or like you know i'm scared at first but then you kind of go along with it instead she just goes along with it and, and then of course she she basically uh brings it up about like oh you know i don't get too scared about it or whatnot and so they give us at least an explanation but not until after all of that has happened. So I was kind of like, okay, whatever. It was a little small thing, but I was kind of like, okay, whatever. That's fine. We find out that, you know, that uh, she starts looking around. She realizes that it's her it's her grandfather. And everybody around town, people think that her grandfather was crazy. Uh, that he was just this lunatic, this weirdo. And she, little, little by little, finds out he's not a weirdo. He was basically just planning this apocalypse that's that's hap that's gonna happen if they don't do something about it and then we uh of course uh trevor is on on the other side is trying to make friends with the his co-workers and try to uh get along with the, the girl that he likes and he the, the thing about him is that I, at first of the film i didn't realize because he through the film it shows that he's a mechanic He's a, he's a 15-year-old kid in this film. He's a 15-year-old kid, and he is fixing cars. That's how he was able to fix the Ecto-1. And in my mind, I was like, how does this 15-year-old even know? Like, there was no setup to it about how he knows about engines and how to fix cars. He's a 15-year-old kid. Like, how is he able to... Like, there was no nothing to it until we get a scene of Paul Rudd and uh trevor's mom going on a date and then they basically explain how her husband or her, her boyfriend or whatever he, he got a uh, trevor got along with 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 the dad unlike the dad couldn't get along with phoebe because phoebe was into scientists and he wasn't into that he from the looks of it he was more into cars and all this other stuff and he and that's how they they show that trevor knows about cars and knows how to fix uh 
engines because of his dad. They, they got along well before they broke up or got divorced or whatever. So we cut to, so I, I was like, okay, that's, that's great. Not bad. Like at least they, they kind of mentioned it. So I was okay with that. Uh, Phoebe and her friend podcast get in trouble and as well Trevor because Trevor fixed the Ecto-1 and they're basically using the, the Ecto-1 to go and hunt, uh, hunt ghosts naturally. And But the thing is that the three of them caused havoc all over that little small town and destroyed a lot of property which got them to th- get thrown in jail. The mom cuts the date short with Paul Rudd uh, she brings the kids home, and then she, that's when Phoebe starts telling her her mom that Grandpa wasn't crazy. He, there's a reason why he left us, why he did all this stuff. And the mom, obviously, the mom was hard. The mom was didn't care because the to the mom, she thought Harold Ramis, who was her father, left her just to just to leave her, and so she thought she hated her dad through the whole film until later on in the end, and. And uh, and then we cut to Paul Rudd going to Walmart, and then he starts walking towards to get his ice cream or whatever. And then he sees the marshmallows move, the marshmallows bag moving, and then we get the marshmallow man. <laughs> and of course, the but we don't get the big, you know, marshmallow uh, man from from Ghostbusters. We get little mini ones everywhere, running around, wreaking havoc all over the uh, Walmart store and and that's when Paul Rudd sees one of the gatekeepers and the gatekeepers are those from from and this is another thing that I liked the gatekeepers from from the Ghostbusters film that he uh, he encounters one when they when they do a close-up of one of the gatekeepers it's not CGI the, obviously, when he starts chasing, of course, they use CGI. But the close-up looked like a prosthetic gatekeeper. And I, I was tripping out on it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, it doesn't look CGI'd. Like, it actually looks like it was, like, mechanically made and whatnot. And I, I, I couldn't believe it, man. I, I was tripping out on that. And I was like, that's a pretty neat, like, uh, that's a pretty cool fucking thing to do in this film. Like, uh, make it look like exactly from the old school Ghostbusters. And I really liked that, man. I, I was, I really liked it. I was like, that's pretty cool. Until, of course, he chases Paul Rudd. And then, uh, so they had to use CGI. But that's, that's fine. That's, obviously, you have to use CGI, uh, um, nowadays for, for something like that. But the close up, I actually like the fact that the close up, Look, they did not look like CGI. It actually looked like a mechanic, prosthetic gatekeeper, which I I thought was great. And then we cut to the the gatekeeper uses Paul Rudd as a host, and another gatekeeper uses the uh, uh, the mom, uh, Trevor and Phoebe's mom, as another host because they have to mate because um, they both of them need to exist uh, in order. Uh, man, I completely forgot about the main, but the main, the main, uh, villain in this film, uh, she, that's, she could survive if those two gatekeepers are together. Now, 
let's see I'm just taking a quick look right here I'm looking at Google here to make sure I get the names right and let's see here Gruberson that's Paul Rudd there we go and the person that plays uh, the person that plays from I don't know if you guys remember the, the flat top chick that had the gatekeepers from, from the original film uh, of the Ghostbusters is um, replaced, obviously, because they she's got a little, a little younger, I guess, uh, is replaced by uh, Olivia Wilde, which I thought that was great because she actually kind of did look like her, like from the original, um, the original character from the goat from the first Ghostbusters. And it played really well. She eventually uses Paul Rudd and the mom to destroy the the um, what are, the the machines that are holding her back. The uh, the Ghostbusters, the the the, the machine, the, the guns that they use. Oh, I'm completely spacing out on it, but that's what that's what they use to basically hold this hold her down, basically. And eventually, she uses the the gatekeepers to destroy it, which makes her, uh, makes her, uh, leave the place. And she escapes and goes out and, and the <laughs> JK Simmons was, I guess, built that, that whole empire for her, for her. He plays Ivo, Evo Shandor. And he was like, basically giving her this speech, <laughs> this speech about like, I built this whole temple for you. I knew you were coming back. That that now that you're alive, we can we can um, gozer gozer gozer. Uh, now that you're alive, uh, we can rule this world. And before he even finished the, his sentence, she just she just ripped him in half. Like didn't give a damn what he did for her, what he was trying to do for her. Nothing. He ripped. He she ripped him apart. And then we cut to uh, Phoebe and, and the crew basically trying to rescue his uh, his his uh, his mom and and Paul Rudd, and we and then we cut right back to the almost the same scene from the Ghostbusters scene, where she's walking down those stairs and both of the gatekeepers on from on the left side and on the right side, and she's walking down, petting the the gatekeepers and whatnot. And then we find out that uh, that farmhouse was a big trap, was one big trap. If it ever came down to them, her and the, the ghosts coming out of the, that temple, they that that farm was ready. It had full of full of uh, ghost traps surrounding that whole farm, and that's exactly what they what they'd used. They they uh, they've got they basically lured her to the farm. So that they can get her, and they tried using, they tried to, you know, sh- shoot her with the with the guns, and it didn't work. And then this is one of my part where even my my eyes opened up. We get the old school Ghostbusters back. I'm talking. We get Bill Murray, we get Dan Aykroyd, and we also get. Um, let me get his name real quick. Ernie Hudson. That's right. Ernie Hudson. We get them three back. And and them three suited up 
like Ghostbusters, it just it brought back so many memories, and I thought that was the cherry on top right there. I love the fact that they brought them back. Uh, we did. I did skip the fact that she, uh, when Phoebe was in jail, she get the she got the phone call and she called the number that the Ghostbusters used back in the eighties. She called them and and it was Dan Aykroyd answering the phone call, and we find out that Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson, all of them basically uh, parted ways because I guess Dan Aykroyd explains that uh, there wasn't much. Uh, worked after after they they got all the ghosts after they busted all the ghosts and everything work got really light there wasn't enough work and they fell apart and i guess uh uh harold ramus's character supposedly took everything uh as far as the machines uh the 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 ghost traps even the ecto one he took everything and they basically they were they were enemies basically and then we cut to them working together and phoebe was trying to hold that gun as much as she can and and then of course this kind of got me a little bit you know that her grandfather harold ramus obviously com- the face was computerized because he's he passed away a while back uh he helps her hold the gun and try to get the ghosts and then you see she kind of looks up and realizes it's her grandfather. And eventually they did get her. They got her. They, they set the trap and got her and, and trapped her again once again. And once it was over, uh, it, it kind of got a little emotional. I ain't going to lie. It got a little emotional, you know, that uh, the grandkids finally got to see the uh, her their grandfather. I think I also like the fact that how, how Dan Aykroyd... Ernie Hudson and Bill Murray, they kind of looked at the ghost, uh, a ghost of, of, of Harold Ramis. And, and the thing is, because a lot of people, I don't know if a lot, you know, if you, if you don't know, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis actually in real life, outside of the movies and whatnot, in real life, they were actually, um, they did get, um, they did get into an argument to a fight, which led them to stop talking for a while. And on and when Bill Murray found out that Harold Ramis was on his deathbed, about to pass away, he went and visit Harold Ramis, and they and this is coming from the Harold Ramis's actual daughter, saying that they both Bill Murray went into the room and they were there for hours talking. You know, I guess maybe you know, kind of let bygones be bygones and and then Harold Ramis passed away. So I think it must've been pretty damn emotional for Bill Murray to shoot that, that, that scene, because I'm pretty sure it it had to, you can even tell on his, on his face that it had to have brought memories uh, of, of, of him and Harold Ramis talking on his deathbed and whatnot. So it was really emotional. It was like that. The ending was really, really emotional. And then of course, Harold, you know, Harold, Harold Ramis's ghost doesn't talk. He just kind of nods and all that stuff. And I don't think they could they could use his use his voice. They use his face, but can't use the voice. And maybe they couldn't because I mean, who who'd be able to like you would have to make that voice right? And I'm pretty sure they couldn't find anybody. So, and then of course in the end, where the mom finally realizes that her father didn't just abandon her; he abandoned her for a good reason, for a good cause. It wasn't that he just didn't want to be there. It's just that he had to save the fucking world. So, 
it ends with her hugging him and then the ghost of Harold Ramis disappears and then they cut to black and then once you see Harold Ramis' spirit go up uh, up in the sky I really like that it just said for Harold and then it cuts to uh, the Ecto-1 because Harold um, Ernie Hudson's character is like I'm going to bring you back home and you just see a uh, 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 a bird's eye view shot from a helicopter, the Ecto one, on you know with the lights turned on, the honking and everything going back to New York City, and I was like, that's awesome. And then it ends. The film ends right there and then. I really enjoyed this film. Now, as I mentioned, is it better than the original one? No, it's not. But it's it's not meant to be. We all know that the the Ghostbusters, the original, is gonna it's gonna be the best. It's the original. It's gonna be the best one. It's just not gonna happen. You know, it's not gonna happen that these the new movies are gonna try to top the old one. But the way this movie was filmed, the characters in it, you actually cared for these characters. Unlike in 2016, you just couldn't get along with any of them. I think in this film they did it right. You know, they had this. Uh, this great story about Harold Ramis, you know, being chased down by the ghost and whatnot and then being killed. And then, later, you know, and then at the end, the original Ghostbusters coming out to help help them out one last time, you know, and and it was it was great. I, I, I think this film is up there with the originals. It really is. It belongs with the originals. I think it's I think it's a good film. I think it's a film that I can watch. I can rewatch. Hey, if you were going to go on a Ghostbusters marathon, you know, you can watch the first one, the second one, the third one. You can skip 2016 and go right to Afterlife. And I what's crazy because when I when I first saw the commercial, I was like, "Oh my god, you know, you 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 failed with 2016. Like, why are you bringing this again? Why are you ruining this franchise, this franchise that was awesome from back then, you know, like, and I think they made the corrections. They made everything right. Uh, they brought they brought this film back to life. And whatever they plan on doing after this, hopefully they do it exactly how they did it with this film. They, I hope they bring back the same director. It's got to be the same director because he's the one with that vision. And he's the reason why this film worked. And I hope they bring back Phoebe. I think Phoebe was my favorite character in this film. She's she's awesome. Smart, but not like it doesn't show too much of it. They don't do too much of it in this film. And uh, hopefully they bring all back the, the characters. Hopefully they bring back Podcast too, man. Podcast was actually a pretty funny dude. He was, that kid was perfect. He didn't overdid the jokes. Because a lot of the films nowadays, I feel like they 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 force the jokes, and it it and it's more of it's more of cringe than funny. With this character, he actually brought the funny. the 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 punchlines hit in this film, and I really did enjoy this this film, guys. I think if I think if it's uh, if you do have the time, or if you plan on doing a Ghostbusters marathon, watch the first three. Skip, skip 2016 one and then go right to Afterlife. And I think it, you got yourself a really good film there. A good, uh, 
binge worthy films there. Uh, so uh, let's get to my rating here, guys. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, I think it's a recommendable film. Like as I mentioned, 1 to 5, not recommendable. 6 to 6.5 is a take it or leave it kind of film, borderline. 7 and up, 7 to 10, recommendable. And I'm giving this film a 7.5. And if they do plan on doing uh, more movies after this, I, I hope they do it with the same characters and especially the same director. So, uh, and that's pretty much it. Uh, guys, do you guys agree with me, disagree with me? Uh, let me know on Instagram. I will post this uh, on pretty soon. And let me know in the comments below. Uh, do you agree with my rating, the review, anything? Did, did I miss something that you guys wanted to bring up? Uh, let me know in the comments below. I, uh, as I mentioned, I think this is a pretty good film. I think it, it is a rewatchable film. I think it is a rewatchable film. And hopefully, if they, like I said, if they do more, hopefully they bring the whole crew back. You know, if, if it's a different director, different characters and all this stuff, I think don't even bother making it. But if, if you get the, everybody back, especially the director, if you get everybody back, I'm all in on it. All right, guys, that's it for my review of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Again, uh, I'll be following me on Instagram, uh, spoiler underscore reels. I'll post this, and then you guys can let me know in the comments uh, below about my review, my rating. Uh, let me know what you guys think. All right, until then, guys, I'll see you, I'll see you guys next time.